Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Actors, we've all got issues, so let's talk about them. I'm your host, Juaniala, and this is Actors with Issues. Hello, ladies, gents, and non-binary friends. Welcome to another episode of Actors with Issues, where we talk shop with guests from TV, film, and Broadway, exploring their careers, breaking down industry myths, and what it means to be an actor today. I'm your host, Juaniala, and today we are joined by a star on the rise who you may recognize from her roles in Nickelodeon's The Haunted Hathaways, CBS hit comedy Young Sheldon, and in the James Wan-produced hit horror film Lights Out. Now she is in her first ever leading role in a feature film. She's got an axe to grind with some neighborhood bullies as the titular Abigail, a horror action comedy now available on vod please welcome ava cantrell ava thank you so much for being here welcome thank you thank you so much for having me on your podcast i'm really excited so we always like to start at the beginning um so how did ava get to where she is today what was the journey leading up to this first lead role for you and abigail okay so i started acting when i was pretty young i was like seven or eight and um i think that to me the process went exactly as it was supposed to. I started out with small roles and it was kind of just stepping stones, um, building kind of the responsibilities that I had to carry as an actor when it came to being on set. And it helped me really learn because I started off with like student films and small commercials and then eventually getting bigger parts or um, like on bigger networks or like Lights Out, that was a big learning experience for me. And um, I've really just loved, I've always loved being on set. I've always loved acting, which, you know, as you know, is not even really the biggest part of being an actor. It's so much more than that. Um, And uh, yeah, recently filming and then having Abigail come out has been so exciting. It just like, that was such a, it was such a big moment for me as an actor because getting to lead a movie is a really different experience than what you get to experience most of the time as an actor. It's, it's not really, um, it's not really as it's so much like hurry up and wait on set. It's a lot of, um, filling your own time with just like, you know, reading or waiting and, and with Abigail, it was go, go, go and, and, and working, um, for almost a month straight. And that was a really exciting experience. I want to go back and touch a bit on something you said, because I think actors don't talk about that quite so much that acting is what you do the least as an actor. Like you said, it is a lot of hurry up and wait. I mean, I've worked on some projects that, you know, it's a 12 hour shoot for a what ends up being a two minute action sequence or something. 
So, yeah. you know, it's like, wow, all of this time for, and it's just constant resetting and waiting, like you said, sort of just trying to fill the time. And, and was it hard with Abigail trying to stay in character for those moments in between? Or like you said, it was sort of a um, constant go, go, go. Yeah. So with Abigail, uh, it was, yeah, it was, it was so different compared to what I'm used to because even, even when you're on set and you're hired as an actor, even then acting is still such a small portion of what you're actually doing there for the day. But with Abigail, it was, it was pretty like, I don't know that my day was filled every, almost every minute was, if not you're filming, if you're not filming a scene, then you're changing or getting touched up or something like that. That's what it was like. And that was really exciting. And, and I'm also not the type of actor that needs to stay in, in character. I think that unless it's a really heavy scene, um, you know, you kind of need to stay focused. But other than that, like, I don't have a hard time bouncing in and out. So that was that was easy with Abigail. And with this particular movie, a lot of it is at night. So I'm sure there are lots of these oh. grueling overnight sun down to sun up type shoots. Um, again, I've been on plenty of those and and you know back when I was especially when I was working as an extra uh, on a lot of projects initially it's it's those are the most exhausting kind of thrilling ones though because you've got the adrenaline pumping and with horror projects you know the the stakes are so high the energy is so high for such a long time um but did that take some getting used to or were you just like game to dive into that you know it, it did take a couple of days of getting used to but God, there's so many elements to it like we we filmed half of our our movie at night we started with the night shoots and um yeah we were I was going I was waking up at 5 p.m and then I was going to bed at like 7 or 8 a.m so um yeah like at first it was kind of hard for really just the first couple days. And then I think I was just having so much caffeine, like way more than I'm used to. And also just being on set, it's like, you gotta do your job. You gotta be there, you gotta be present. You gotta do your job, you gotta stay high energy. So I think, yeah, the adrenaline in there was keeping me super awake and alert. And um, and also like, I got a really good eye mask. <laughs> so I slept really good. And I was so tired after work that like, I. After a couple of days, I was fully adjusted and it was honestly kind of harder to get out of that. Yeah, I can imagine. It's just sort of like reverse jet lag. It's like you you get accustomed to it when you fly, but when you fly back home, it's like, wait. What? Come on. <laughs> yeah. So true. Um, and you know, like I said, I, I have so much respect for actors who do horror projects because that energy has to be sustained for such a long time. What would you say besides sort of like the night shoots and things like that? What was the most challenging part of tackling a role like Abigail? Abigail, um, Abigail just lacks so much that in, uh, most people do, like as far as emotions and empathy it's really just kind of diluted down to um her goals her wants and that's her driving that's her that's her driving motivation it's just whatever i want it's going to be an angle it's going to be a manipulation tactic versus with most other characters that i do and with myself um 
there's a lot of complex emotion that's very relatable. And with Abigail, that wasn't really there. So trying to understand her motivation in each scene and um, get the angle that she's coming from was hard because it's just so different from myself. She's just very, um, very calculated and cold. And, and um, that wasn't something that I could find any common ground with. So doing that was hard. With characters like that, especially playing characters who are, like you said, manipulative or, or disturbed or psychotic and in one way or another, it's like you said, it is obviously it's very hard for, for people to relate to that uh, as an actor and to sort of tackle that. And with this being sort of a revenge tale, we're seeing it through Abigail's lens rather than like a typical final girl, like a Sydney Prescott or a Laurie Strode from these like horror movies. So um, were there any other characters you look to for inspiration or other revenge films you watched to sort of get a sense of, of, of where the character was? So there was two movies that I watched beforehand that heavily influenced um, my approach to Abigail and it was um, Jake Gyllenhaal's character in Nightcrawler and American Psycho. And I mean, yeah, obviously American Psycho, that's a classic, but Nightcrawler was actually a really big one for me because he has this this thing that I really tried to emulate with Abigail where his character is trying to be really sociable and charismatic when he's around everybody else. And at first, it doesn't even really come across that wrong. There's just something a little off about it. Um, but you're not really like the character, the people around him, the other characters are not fully sensing how insane he is because they're not seeing him behind closed doors. And then once you start seeing that and the other side of him, the real side of him, that's so different and just so kind of weird and off-putting, then the whole character seems more off-putting because it's like, how are people not catching on to how crazy he is? And and then I tried to emulate with that that with Abigail, and there's some some really big switches, and um, and she tries to be Abigail tries to be very charismatic and likable, and I the, my reception that I'm hearing is that she is, which is so interesting to me, and that's good, but um, but she's supposed to be trying to be charismatic, and I I try to kind of have a little bit of off offness to it, a little fake little fake energy there um, that you can catch on to when you fully understand her character. So those were my big inspirations. I watched Gone Girl after the fact. I don't know why I didn't watch that before, but that was like, <laughs> like, what was I thinking? But those are both two male characters. So I don't think that was, I think it could have been good to have more, um, more female characters as inspiration, but I, I think it played out fine. I, I, I got what I needed from what I saw. I mean, that's, sort of a representation issue there is like, well, we don't have female characters to turn to who tackle these types of, of, of situations. But now with Abigail, hopefully in the future, you can be a point of reference for another young actress, you know. I think who's... representation is pretty accurate, actually, because <laughs> women are more like, way less likely to be violent criminals. <laughs> True. <laughs> I think that the statistic is also reflective of they're less likely to be sociopaths too i think mm. so I, you know yeah that's a good point i loved playing abigail i want to play more characters like that as an actor but like also 
it is kind of representative, maybe a little bit of mm -hmm. like the real data out there. And having started your career so young, you said you were about seven years old when you first started? Yeah. Um, so with that, what have you noticed has changed the most about the industry? I feel like, you know, things like self tapes and tech have, have been talked about the most, but in terms of like the process or, or filmmaking or anything like that, what have you noticed has changed the most since you first got started? Yeah, the self tapes are super obvious. That's something that I feel really positive about just because I, I don't live in LA. I live in San Diego. So I love getting the opportunity to not be always making that drive and, and have the whole day dedicated to that audition. Um, I think it's really cool. And also, yeah, people can be located anywhere and, and tape their audition. There's some negatives, of course, but I'm into it. And uh, I think that I think that uh, there's a big shift away from movies and to television. Uh, not that movies aren't still super popular, but things are more in that format now. So a lot more television auditions. Um, yeah, and then I think that like people who get hired has changed. Like a lot of people are looking for people who have a big social media presence or like specifically influencers that are those things first before actors instead of actors first, I guess. Um, yeah, so those are the changes that I've noticed. And uh, we have a part of our show called, um, it changes per guest. So this one's called Dear Ava, since it's sort of like an advice section of the show. Um, sort of like a Dear Abby. I don't know if I'm dating myself with, with, the ref <laughs> with that reference. Uh, but, you know, lots of young actors feel very stuck when they can't get their first agent or manager. They are sort of stuck doing the short film submissions and things like that. Um, so what advice do you have for a young actor who's looking for that first rep to like get the ball rolling in their career? Okay, so I've had the same agent and manager. I have not switched because I love and adore my team mm. and they give me, they understand me and what I'm looking for, what I want, and they understand and they support me um, in the way that I need. And I think that if you're having trouble finding that, then I mean, sometimes you just got to wait it out. You just got to mm. wait for the right fit. And instead of, um, yeah, just, just be looking for that fit. And if you're not feeling that fit, then keep looking for it because I, I, I'm really happy with um, what I found. And I hear a lot of people unsatisfied with their, um, they don't feel maybe understood or supported by their team. And my team, mm. like my team and, and um, like I had uh, one of my agents and my manager come and watch um, Abigail premiere and, just their support was so, I just felt the love. And um, I'd say have patience and and prioritize that, that good fit. I feel like lots of actors, you know, when they sort of like make these like awards acceptance speeches, they often thank their team. Like you've been, you believe in me for 20 years, you know, and, and whatnot. That's yeah. always so touching. <laughs> but sadly, a lot of times it is sort of the opposite. Folks have a new rep every year and, and, that's so great that you found folks who are that right fit for you, who are that sort of support system. Cause I feel like that's what reps should be it is it is a team. Uh, yeah. it's like, you know, there's often yeah. that business mindset of acting. Like every actor is a CEO of their company. And I sort of view it as like, and when you bring on an agent, they're the CFO and there, if you bring yeah. on someone else, they're sort of just expanding your business and, and what, yeah. instead of like actors working for agents, that's often the mentality lots of young actors have, you yeah. know, they're like, they work for me. It's like, no, nah, it's a partnership. <laughs> it 
it is a partnership. It is. It feels um, collaborative, almost. Mm. Yeah, I agree. And having done, you know, you did um, shows like Young Sheldon and, and The Haunted Hathaway. So you've done sort of comedies, sitcoms, and now you're sort of tackling horror. Is there any genre you haven't done yet that you want to dive into? I'd like to do kind of some actiony stuff. Uh, I had some stunt work in Abigail, and it was really fun. But like. Um, future project that's kind of up there in the works is a zombie horror apocalypse movie and like I'm just really excited about something like I feel like when I'm when I have a physical challenge or when I'm really put in like an environment um that's that's challenging it really gets me into the role like even just the night shoots for Abigail really I don't know just kind of helpful in that giving me that adrenaline that I needed for Abigail and and I'd love to try more of that. And honestly, I'm kind of just looking to do all of the genres. Like I, the thing that was the biggest change for me was leading um, a film versus having a supporting goal. And if I could try that in other genres, that would be a blessing for sure. So that'd be cool. <laughs> and having started so young, what advice do you have for maybe um, some like parents who have young kids who want to become actors and want to get started. What what advice do you maybe wish your parents had learned um, when you were getting started? That's such good. That's such a good question that I've never gotten asked. It's always what, what do I think? <laughs> uh, because parents are so uh, your parents' support is so necessary as a, as a child actor. Uh, you need you need a lot of support. It's a very hard thing to do by yourself. So I would say to um, be emotionally supportive of your kid because there's a lot of rejection. It's, you get so many no's before you get a yes. And just giving your child the confidence to keep going and having, having that kind of grit that you need to, to be okay with hearing the no's. And also like, like I always could do that. And I think it was my parents who had a, harder time letting go they were like oh she would have done so good in that role and it would have fit her so well and her tape was so good or stuff like that and I think it's important for everybody to um I think we've all kind of been able to let it go even when I get really excited about a role but I think just letting it go and moving on when you don't get something is a really key part especially when you're young and those those rejections maybe hit harder so we call this part of the show the good, the bad, and the ugly. So we would like to start positively. So what is your favorite part about being part of the entertainment industry? I just live for those moments where I get to be on set and do my job. And it feels like a job. That's the biggest highlight for me. I love the energy on set. Um, I love the um, the pace. The pace is 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 fast it can be stressful and it's just you feel like you're really like working and then when that scene starts and you actually get to like film it's a really small part of what we do but it that's what drives me a hundred percent is those those actual moments on set and filming and now going to the bad what is something about the industry that you're just like why are we still doing this let's get rid of this <laughs> Oh God! Oh, where do I start? <laughs> there's a lot that I love. I think that there's just been, you know, I think that there's been changes. There's been so many changes lately, and I, 
I need to, like, I have a really old school manager. She's really wonderful. And um, she's less old school than me right now. Like she's, she's just kind of moving with the, you know, moving with the direction everything is going in. And I'm not, I'm stubborn about it. I'm like, what's going on? What's the AI? What are they going to do? Like this whole process has been like jarring to me. And um, I probably need to be a little bit more flexible. Um, so I don't know. I think that some of the changes are jarring to me, but I'm going to try to roll with them a little bit more. Yeah. And sort of speaking on AI and, and whatnot and the strike that, you know, we all went through over, over the summer. Um, what would you say was the takeaway you had from the strike? What did you learn during that process? It felt like COVID 2.0, like, oh, we're all back. We're not working again. So, you know, back to square one. But yeah, what did you take away from, from those several months that we weren't able to work or even audition or promote anything? I think, I think be stubborn. Um, <laughs> yeah, be stubborn about what you need. You striking and um, being in a union is, no, it's a, it's a really interesting thing. And it's, it, it was a good opportunity to be able to kind of have that, that unity of a strike and that stubbornness of, this is what I deserve. Mm -hmm. you, you have to give that to me or I'm, I'm not going to participate. And um, there was a unity in that. And, um, and I, I'm just, you know, I'm proud of everybody, everybody striking and, and accomplishing, you know, a lot of the goals that we had proud and uh, the final segment of our show is called it's time for life's big questions so uh number one if you could have any superpower which would you choose um, oh gosh um white yeah i'm scared of heights but i just kind of <laughs> jealous of <It's> philo <laughs> yeah that i don't know that ability yeah, that sounds pretty cool. I started watching that show, Invincible, mm. and uh, I was never really into flight, and they just made it look so cool. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Uh, coffee or tea? I drink more coffee, but I, I think I like tea more. Mm. Singing or dancing? Uh, dancing. Self-tape or in person? Self-tape. Horror movie or rom-com? Rom-com. <laughs> oh, <boom>. <laughs> uh, does pineapple belong on pizza yep is a hot dog a sandwich no that is the right answer because neither is a taco if a hot dog is a sandwich so is taco and it's not so a hot dog is not hey there you go yeah we solved it <laughs> <laughs> we solved one of life's big questions uh, what is the most spontaneous thing you've ever done um, I do kind of extreme sports, uh, surfing yeah. really big waves. Uh, one time, um, I did a fight. I started training in Muay Thai and I competed in a fight. I'd say that was pretty spontaneous looking back That's on it now. Awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, what is your favorite live performance you've seen? Oh, um, Cats musical. Which one? Cats? Cats. Hmm. Uh, if you could sit down for dinner with any actor, dead or alive, who would it be? Any actor? Ben Stiller is a favorite of mine. 
what specials? Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. I, I forget he's a director. Like, it's, um, what was the series he did? Oh, um, Escape at Danamora. That was such a good show he did. Forgot about that one. And uh, let's build your ultimate dream role. So, is it TV, film, or theater? Film. What is this genre? Um, ooh, okay, I just got an idea. I, I, yeah, I'm like, I kind of want to do some kind of like adventure movie. If I could do, if we could do another Lara Croft, Lara Croft movie, mm -hmm. I'd take on that. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so that answers the next question, which was lead or supporting. So lead, Lara. Uh, who's your co-star? Oh, um... God, she she kind of just walks around her on by by herself a lot. <laughs> I can't even think of a character that you would fill with that. I have no idea. I'm sorry. And who is the antagonist? Who plays the villain in this? Um, I don't know why. I'm just thinking of um, uh, the Green Goblin, William Defoe. Oh, I <laughs> mean, amazing villain, choice. But... Come on. <laughs> Him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and in 10 words or less what advice would you give to a young actor be resilient mm. through um all of the no's awesome eva thank you so so much for taking the time to chat with us today for talking about the issues and again congrats on abigail i mean it was such a fun such a fun watch and and so different and not something we've really seen much of before um, from a female perspective, especially as we, as we talked about, you know, so, so cool to see Ben and congrats on that. And, uh, for everyone listening, Abigail is available to watch on demand on all on demand platforms you can rent or, um, buy, uh, and it's started December 5th, but it's now available, uh, to demand everywhere. And Ava, again, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. This was, this was really fun. I enjoyed it. Thanks for joining us. Be sure to subscribe to Actors with Issues on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts, and visit our YouTube channel for full video interviews. Actors with Issues is executive produced and hosted by Hwani Ala. See you next time.